0: The Shaky Town Radio Minute is on the air. I'm Bob Schreiner.
1: I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. I am Gene George. This is Bob's first time on the mic in the chair as an official member of Team Shaky Town. Welcome to the team.
0: I hope that thing they say about the first time not being as good as the hype isn't true.
2: (laughs) What's the hype like? Yeah, what did you hear? What what have you been hearing? I've
0: just been watching a lot of those back-to-school specials about waiting to be with the right one. Right. So uh, I think I've made the, I think I've made a good decision, and I just hope <laughs> you'll all be gentle.
2: You're, you're taking your your purity ring off as we speak. Right? Does, do you have to okay? Do you have to take off the purity ring when you begin copulating, or can you wait? I backwards? assumed it kind of popped off. Oh right, like the turkey timer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I imagined it had like a Jetsons like quality that as soon as you were not virtuous, it would just sort of disappear and make like a xylophone sort of sound. <laughs> if it's a true purity ring f-
2: forged by the dwarven masters.
0: Yeah, so I'm here to fuck. <laughs> yes.
2: Sweet. Uh, this podcast has already t- taken a turn.
1: Yeah. So today's radio minute is... Um, Necessary because we uh, we have some guests lined up for the latter part of the month, but it's been kind of a weird month here in Los Angeles. Nobody has been here. Uh, there was Bridgetown Comedy Festival in Portland. There was Coachella in the Indio Valley, or is it...
2: Coachella the Valley. We, it, it's the Coachella, in India. the Coachella Valley Carrot Festival and all the carrot festivals. And that, that's the only thing that I can think of whenever I hear Coachella, Yeah. Like friggin' bugs Bunny thing, And same thing with Pismo Beach and all the clams you can eat. I'm <laughs> sorry. pretty continued.
1: So yeah, it's been kind of empty. I don't know. Uh, like I and Megan also, my wife was out of town, so it just seriously felt like a Twilight Zone episode where I didn't see anybody I knew. I, I ran into one person on accident at a bookstore in downtown. That was
0: it. It's funny that these media, you know, these big festivals and other locales turn out to make it like some sort of you know what what Easter used to be 50 years ago. You know, like, every, <laughs> the streets are empty. Right, 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 There's no one, there's not well, a soul in sight.
2: But we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, and Brody, you do live in Los Feliz, so this would be the place that would be completely depopulated by a simultaneous, you know, right, the, a, the, the Silver, Venn diagram of musicians. The Silver in Lake, Canadians. Los Feliz, Atwater
1: <laughs> yeah. area, East Hollywood area, yeah.
2: Because believe you me, in the Burbank, North Hollywood area... There was no appreciable change in population density.
0: Yeah. Yeah, The proportion of comedians working in coffee shops or musicians working in restaurants went unaffected.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But Bob can vouch for this because you're also in that part of the world. Indeed. So. um, But I feel like people are kind of... Sort of trickling back now, even though I think there's another Coachella weekend that just happened when people.
0: As were As far as this. I know,
2: do, do, does does the Coachella festival not go on for like four thousand years, or is that just my Twitter feed? Makes it feel like it.
0: I'm just looking forward to the time that it's like it's like baseball and it happens, you know, forty some weeks a year. Right. So people just live out there in the dirt and just can't fucking wait to see Radiohead. God bless them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I can honestly say I have never been to one of those festivals
0: yeah neither, I don't know
1: I, I never went to a Lollapalooza I never went to a Lilith Fair
0: There's you didn't of, go to Lilith Fair? did not oh. fucking sell out <laughs> uh, there's something about the festivals that are sort of funny I mean they're, they're obviously a huge money maker for the person that does them so they survive but in a way like they seem to sort of they're like these old throwback kind of things that shouldn't exist anymore you know, like, you're not going to go to a circus because You can just go see a fucking elephant on the internet. Right. <laughs> there's an elephant. Right. Great. Now I'm going to go look at pictures of the Louvre. And that's good. I don't have to go experience these things now because they're all online. Festivals are weird because they suck. Yeah, You're yeah. just in a mass of people. The sound is awful. And in Coachella, it's like you're driving, you know, if you're coming from Los Angeles, you know, you're driving two hours to then walk two hours to stand in the heat and the dirt. Yeah, and hear a band play outdoors. I mean, it's just I can't imagine. I mean, my fucking balls in a toaster would sound like a much more appealing prospect (laughs) than doing all that to see. You know, even bands that I like. Let alone
2: name someone that that would be worth going to see. Going to that venue to see. That's that's I think the point. The only thing I can recall from every one of these festivals, I don't care which one it is, it just happens to be Coachella right now. There's always a story about how horrible the porta potties are. Every single one of these. Yeah. It's like, do we not learn from history people? You know, it's like, horrible porta potties tipping over. You can't approach them within 25 feet without getting the plague. I mean, it's just that... There are probably slit trenches in refugee camps in sub-Saharan Africa that are better than most of these, you know, latrines. Who wants to do that? Ever.
1: I (laughs) I mean, people are into camping and stuff and... It's, it's I know it's not quite the same thing because you're not say. isolated. I was gonna say you can't dig a hole in
0: the woods, you're like at a and s- It is gonna it may venue. certainly help our perspective to be maybe a little more jaded. as to not just love music because it has sound
2: right. as
0: you know, you figure you know, there are there is that contingency of people that just love everything. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity to see twenty or thirty bands all at once has just gotta be like this wonderful sensory overload sort of thing. So it's worth Going into, I wonder what a the plastic toilet that's forty degrees warmer right. than the earth well, outside, right?
2: And filled to the brim with feces of strangers.
0: See, I went to uh,
1: like late '90s. I went to uh, Galita Fest, which was a collection of hardcore bands playing at the living room in Galita, and I feel like the same people who did Heart Attack and ebullition right. uh, ran that. um And then I also went to, I think it was called Fiesta Grande at Gilman. Does that sound familiar? And it was, again, just a bunch of, you know, hardcore bands and stuff. And that was great because because of the nature of those bands, only touring when they were financially able to and t- being able to take time off their jobs to go do that, to get to see all those bands in one place was more novel and rare.
0: Sure. but that's a situation where, you I mean, you're still in a club, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't, you, you're not sacrificing, you know, sound quality. You know, you didn't have to go in a fucking onion field 300 miles from a right. city right. to make it happen. Right.
2: Yeah, that, the big outdoor festival, because, I mean, years and years ago, uh, a buddy of mine was really big into reggae, and, and he dragged me out to Bob Marley days, and I actually had a good time, you know, I, it, it, but it was at the Long Beach Convention Center. It was like, yeah. you know, you could walk outside and see human beings doing things other than, you know, smoking s- pot and <laughs> dying fingering and fingering uh, their uh, hacky sacks. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that, obviously, but... Um, uh, it, that's where I got my appreciation for Jamaican food. Um, but, uh, you know, it was it, it was in Long Beach. You know, it was a few minutes down the freeway, and you could always just go home.
0: Yeah. Right. And, or go swimming.
2: Or go swimming, exactly, in the beautiful, unpolluted Long Beach <laughs> Harbor.
1: But I know that at Coachella that they have, uh, again, kind of like how Lollapalooza was, where it's not just bands, but there's also... I don't know certain things like it's almost like an in, uh, intentional city or whatever for a little bit, right? Are you talking about the
0: raves they have?
1: Uh, well, there's raves. There's well, I'm not a I was never a practitioner or enthusiast of
0: rave culture, but sure. for, if you're into that, that's there. But there's do you
2: have to get a license to be a licensed practitioner? <laughs> of
0: rave culture? It just seems like a great break from live music. Like, hey, you're in the desert, you're camping. Let's get even. Let's dance. Yeah. Let's dance to techno and get you. Maybe, maybe some ecstasy would just help you get to the good sweat <laughs> in a fucking tent. In a tent. In a giant tent. Christ. Right.
2: But they, and they had comedy and stuff too.
0: At um, Coach, or at not Coach, Coachella, but at Coachella, which is good. I think that's. I mean, aside from you know being someone who likes to work in the medium, obviously you want to see more opportunities for people to do that because. God, there aren't any in Los Angeles. But um, <laughs> joking aside, you need more opportunities to laugh. I think if you're, you know, just like go, you know, the only place I ever saw people there are two places where I saw people laugh at the Carol Burnett show. If you always remember the Carol Burnett correct, show, sure. one was my senile great grandmother who died shortly after. The other was in jail. So my point being, you know, comedy in abject situations yeah. is, uh, yeah. is is more effective.
2: Sure, sure.
1: The uh, the BridgeTown Comedy Festival that I get. I mean, we've had Andy Wood on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, We've yeah. had a lot of probably people perform. No, show and I think, show and, and again,
2: again, I think really the 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 difference is an urban, whatever it is. I mean, there's there's street festivals here in town mm-hmm. and, and here in this neighborhood. As a matter of fact, I get kind of. I even get people going to see you know, thirty eight special at the you know at the Orange County Fairgrounds during the fair or whoever is playing. You know, but but going out this Woodstocky kind of bullshit, going out in the middle of goddamn nowhere, where Southern California is a desert. <laughs> there is not a lot to recommend it other than there's a shit ton of money and we pipe water in from everywhere. Right. You know, the weather's nice, but if you took away, you know, all of our aqueducts, we'd be Thousand Oaks. Mm-hmm. We'd be grassy knolls that catch fire every year and roaming cows. And it just gets worse the further you know east you go until you get to the Mississippi River right, right. yeah so we're in the Great American Desert going out there and standing around and you know smelling the feces of others to here whatever what, again what band's good enough there's no band good enough
1: I'd go I'd go to Coachella for a Smith's reunion but I don't think a Smith's reunion will ever really happen that's about it though that's the only thing I can think of all the Ramones are dead so that won't happen all the
2: ones that matter like, well
0: Um, I, yeah, I can't think of any other band that really. Can you fucking believe that three monkeys outlived? Well, yeah, all the monkeys outlived the Ramones. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I I feel like there's some sort of universal justice that should have killed the monkeys. (laughs) Um, Except Dolan's. (laughs) Not a circus boy fan.
2: What?
1: No. (laughs) He gave us Amy Dolan's as well, which is, uh, she's out of control.
0: Yeah, that was going to happen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it was written in the prophecies. <laughs> in the
2: scrolls. The it's Such
0: an great <laughs>
1: Coachella concluded with something that got talked about for a couple days afterwards. Uh, this Tupac Shakur hologram. Do we both saw this? Yeah. So here's my thoughts about it. I believe I made
2: a joke about it on the
1: Twitter. Yes, report. I think we all did. <laughs> Number one, I find it kind of cheesy, maybe almost in bad taste. But then again, I was at a uh, one of the up-and-smoke dates in the late 90s. Wow. So I'm not surprised, because having seen their stage show, like you just kind of have to take it for what it is, um, from the mind of, of Dre. But I think it's really weird that our we're at a point in... Our society, with our culture and our technology, that uh, people were sick of talking about the hologram like within 24 hours of it. So, not only was like this amazing technical thing achieved, because it was pretty awesome looking, admittedly.
2: Yeah, I didn't see your actual picture of it.
1: Okay, I I was, did you see Bob? Was it like the Will I Am? No, it was much better. I mean, it kind of actually looked like a real life Grand Theft Auto character walking around on stage. (laughs) <laughs> really as far as the I
0: um, didn't see it I would have fucking punched myself okay for looking <laughs> but like I'm within curious
1: within like a day or two people were already exhausted talking about it and and so like the short news cycle of things I thought was almost as amazing to me as well the I don't fact know, that there was a hologram
2: I don't know if it's the short news cycle of, of, of the I think I think it's the short pop culture cycle in a lot of ways because, and, and this kind of happened with the, end, and also uh, Dick Clark died. Um, and this was even, I think, I think the more, I think the greater the absurdity and celebrity, the shorter, like Twitter itself, this my experience with both the hologram and Dick Clark's passing was almost exclusively carried on Twitter. I, I was, you know, that's what I have time for right now in terms of consuming pop culture. And as far as I know, no one's talking about Dick Clark dying except for CNN right now, because everyone on the internet just blew their wad in like 25 minutes. Like everyone made the same Ryan Seacrest joke. Everyone made the same New Year's Eve, news Rock and Eve joke. Everyone made the same stroke joke. Everyone made the same you know funeral joke. And then we were just done with it. And I mean, I'm sure I could find something if I look for it, but everyone in my Twitter feed that I follow was pretty much oh, and even more telling. Like ten minutes into me hearing the news that Dick Clark died, for the first you know ten minutes, uh, uh, someone made a joke about being sick of Dick Clark being dead jokes. Like this is the quickest arc of anything oh, that yeah. I've seen, where it's just like I think we're kind of in the place where it, Twitter may start being used as like, hey, did you hear this? Because. Everyone knows that everyone's going to make that joke, and it's done.
0: I had congratulated Michael Moore for outliving Dick Clark. which I didn't think was going to happen. <laughs> right? You just can't carry that much weight around, don't you? It's bad. It's bad for your heart.
2: Well, doesn't he have like a grab chair, like Baron Harkonnen at this point?
0: I would think so. <laughs> Pretty soon, he's going to be unrecognizable from that guy in, uh, oh, Doctor Xavier and X Men with the blob. We could or Juggernaut, do oh Doctor Xavier. Oh, oh, in the chair. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. I tell you, because the, the comic book, there's the Blob, whose power is being really fat. I always liked Modoc and that huge head,
0: with little arms. <laughs> He's a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> He's a thinker. <laughs>
2: anyway, so yeah, that was that's my, it, it, it's it's because I don't know if the the news cycle is shorter. Yeah. But certainly the the places that I consume, what passes for information, it is lightning fast.
0: Lightning well, fast. and I think so much of, of our news consumption is headlines. Yeah. You know, it's like, Dick Clark died. Okay, how many questions do you have about that? Uh, my um, first thought was... How? He, he had a horrible stroke a few years where, ago. When? Wow. He so lasted a long much people time. care about. yeah, You know, there's right. no... You know, that's just short as it is. And yeah. for so many things, it's yeah. like... You know, it's almost like getting like a like a traffic update. It's like, yeah. hey, don't take the four hundred five. Oh, and by the way, Dick Clark' heart's not beating anymore.
2: Right, done and done. Yeah,
1: I think yeah, it's when it's like a younger person, then obviously.
2: Or when are. there's more of a story behind it, right? You know, if someone gets, you know, if, if a busload of tourists get, gets kidnapped in the Middle East and are killed one by one, there's a there's layers of that. Mm-hmm. Other than the prurient interest in watching people's throats cut, right. you know, it's there's there's geopolitics around it dick clark old dude had a stroke lasted longer than i thought <laughs> you know it's like yeah. the, there's the punctuation mark at the end of that yeah. sentence you
1: know i didn't think and i didn't think people were particularly mean about it like everybody still paid the man respect because you know he's responsible for a lot of american he, pop culture he, yeah
2: no he peed the voice of
0: shaggy <laughs> No, that's uh casey Kasem. Yeah. oh yeah same thing <laughs> you never seen the parties again. I thought they merged at one point. <laughs> wasn't there, like, or did the FCC put the foot down on that? Maybe yeah, yeah. There wasn't the... the, the That's mer- when John McCain... clark case merger was voted down. I thought that passed.
1: When, when McCain was sitting on the commission, he was against Ultimate Fighting on cable television and Kasem
2: and Clark merging to be... I don't think you could ever get Dick Clark to say Zlinks. Is really what it comes down to. Casey Kasem would say it's on you. Can't now. Well, now you never will. Well, wait a minute. Hold, Grandma well, Clark. Boom.
1: Yeah. See that. And I'm a little concerned about. I mean, it was bad enough when they were putting dead celebrities in commercials, uh, like re, you know, doing like little, The Fred
2: Astaire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like now you can actually have them appear live. That's weird. Like you could have a Nirvana reunion with a Kirk Cobain holiday. I think they
2: should. Mm. <laughs> no. Well, where was the? Where was all this? Where was all this uproar with great moments with Mr. Lincoln? Huh? It's been at Disneyland
0: forever. <laughs> well, and it's amazing that, the, I guess, the notion that, that conjures the need to, you know, to put Jimmy Stewart in a commercial after he's dead. means that somewhere there's a bunch of advertising folks who are like, look, we are not, get, we are not penetrating this market. What's the problem? Ah. Uh, all the people that these people like are deceased. Like there's no living person. Like Andy Griffith, no, not good enough. But he's alive, not good enough. We need someone whose credibility was seen in ninety-minute intervals or longer. (laughs) So then Jimmy Stewart is selling you. I don't know what it was, but but it's just such a strange thing that like you're only gonna reach these people with the deceased. You know, there's this this market. Like the only way we can get to these people is with someone. Dead that they know that we can techno -techno scramble back into reality and make them sell you a fucking popcorn popper. Ah. (laughs) Uh.
2: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there is a there's a boiler room somewhere where ad executives are crying out. This this needs Wallace Beery in it. (laughs) It's never gonna fly without him. (laughs) Uh. I don't know. Well, so I, I actually should probably look and see. What that hologram thing looks like. I know that it's kind of past. Yeah. I, much like Tupac Shakur.
1: uh Bob, tell us about your new joint that is uh hit the internet like a sensation.
0: I thought you were gonna say like a sunshade. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say sun station or you know, some kind of. I was expecting a. It's there. Okay. I was I was expecting to hear a theremin on that segue. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I recently uh, was in a, a show that just came out called Let's Be Happy, uh, which you can find about. It's uh, said to be on Netflix soon. We yeah. shall see. I haven't seen it there yet, but uh, but it's on the web, yeah. and it's a sort of an episodic uh, series of, uh, involving the exploits of a of a lady who's trying to promote bands, you know, get crit- get mass exposure without you know, while still maintaining credibility. So I am in an episode with uh, the Generationals, a band I, I, I like a lot, from New Orleans, and I, I play a, a man who approaches Angela, the sort of central character, proposing, uh, passing myself off as a director. In reality, I just make cat videos on YouTube that get <laughs> millions and millions of hits. So, so you're more of an auteur. Well. <laughs> Call me what you will. That's your, that's, that's your <laughs> job. I make art. So so it's a lot of fun the band of course you know Very not cool. receptive to being treated like cats <laughs> and then they become receptive to being treated like cats and in the end they get a great video out of it so it's it was a lot of fun to make and you know for those for those who did I think the edit was generous to me so thank you <laughs> <laughs>
1: And of course if you go to shakytownradio.com and look at the post for this episode you'll see the link to that work Something I would, wanted to make sure uh, to talk about in a really quick was the passing of Marco Holt. He was a Phoenix musician, so um, really, if you're one of the Phoenix folks that are friendly with Bob and I, um, you'll more know about Marco than maybe most of you LA folks. But uh, yeah, I mean, what can we say about Marco Holt? He was a musician. He was in a bunch of bands in Phoenix, Tremulence, uh, former Friends of Young America... He was in Scramjet at one point. He was one of these guys that always had a project going on. I don't know, just he was a friendly guy we always saw at shows, right? Yeah, yeah. There's like certain people you meet in when you're involved in this thing of ours. Well, I guess in comedy, too.
0: <laughs> this thing of ours? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Where, I mean, there's just so many assholes.
0: <laughs> sure. Well, like, I think there's a, there's an, and he was not. A lot of us kind of grew up or grew up around. People who had this mentality that we kinda had to protect what was ours, we kinda had to covet what was cool because if other people came in they were gonna fuck it up, or we had to share it too much when we wanted it to be unique and special. So anyone who was cool enough to sort of know what was good and, and willing enough to just want to share it and be warm with other people is, you know, someone who's always, you know, endearing and special. And yeah, you know, we should have a place for them.
2: I you know I I don't think I've really had that experience of people being assholes, you know I I, I you can't say that I've done a lot of this you know thing of ours yeah. professionally, and I'm sure that you know there are a holes out there. Mm-hmm. I mean stories abound, but uh, you know I, I've never run into anyone in the circles that I am in, and maybe that's just because I'm not in the right circles of, of full, and, and and I. I'll back, backpedal a second. I guess I do know a few people who are, you know, your B-list and A-list folks, and all of those folks are really nice. And I don't know whether that's because I don't tolerate fools, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't even be hanging out with them, because I, yeah. I I feel like I do have a pretty good radar for that person, someone that I want to have around, you know, that I would lend $5 to, or feel comfortable borrowing $5 from right. right. kind of person, you know? Otherwise, I just don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm the asshole. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, we were going
1: to talk to you about that after the show, actually. Jesus, fuck. First, we were going to tell you about how much of an asshole you are. Yeah. Then we wanted to ask you for
0: $5. Next week will be Gene's intervention and loan repayment program. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but he, he died. That, and, yeah,
1: yeah, it was horrible. But uh, he'd been fighting it for a while. Um, still going to shows.
2: It wasn't robots, it wasn't?
1: <laughs> no, no, he he passed away of cancer. Okay. Um, still was going to shows. He was like, a, he was still playing as recently as February. He uh, went to Radiohead in Phoenix in March and uh, had written like, "Hey, if I die, at least I got to finally go, go." You know, or I got to see Radiohead. I got to see this great show. Like sure. he was a dude who he once said in an interview. I want to actually pull up this quote because I thought it was great and, and said a lot about him and said a lot about like uh, this thing of ours, as I call it. Um, he said. Uh, They were asked talking about music and being in music and stuff, and uh, he was asked about just the longevity of. Did I say that right? No, you did not. He was asked about the longevity. (laughs)
2: Longevity. He
1: was asked about the longevity of uh, you know his projects and finding time to do it, and he just said about music, "I'm kind of in it for life." and I just love the fact that he kept that promise like he to the end was playing music and going to shows right. and that's awesome so that was a great thing and uh, yeah I wanted to acknowledge that on the show it's been rough man between like Marco and, and Joel Olson a few weeks back yeah and, um, and some other what the crap people. what's in the water dude I don't know
0: uh, that's a shitty thing about getting older is more mortality. I guess the thing of, of late that's been so challenging for me is that all the death that's happened around me is, is, has been so so seemingly insular like surely people are affected but but um, I've, losing a friend who was so integral in so many people's lives you know someone who was a husband and a father and it has um, been a especially challenging thing for me to kind of deal with and yeah. it's, it's really more than anything i'm just angry you know so that's a hard that's been that, that's been the biggest challenge for me in, in sort of comprehending all of this yeah
1: so so i mean all he can do is i guess just keep going
0: but at the same time you know i was you know i made it i made a drive to phoenix um you know, two weeks ago and uh my friend james leland who's just a just a profoundly brilliant artist Drove out with me, and uh, we, you know, he's from Phoenix, so we have, you know, the the history there is is pretty rich, and I feel like we really grew up in a pretty rare time and place, you know, to sort of have punk rock sort of exploding and available to us and in this sprawling sort of discarded desert community where (laughs) you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. And, you know, if you had to rent commercial space, it was cheap. Or if you, you know, if you had to go procure a venue by some other means, you know, you could do that too. And it's, you know, it's like there are so many talented people, so many just really fucking brilliant people that came out of that town in that time. And it's something, you know, I was for, for as much as, as losing someone from that, that community has affected me. It's been pretty um, pretty incredible just sort of going back and taking stock of all the friendships that I've had from there and, and seeing all the things that you know, all those people have done. So that helps. Yeah.
1: Shaky Town Radio is a 100% DIY podcast. We have no sponsors. Gene and I pay for our expenses out of pocket. That includes disk space to store the files, bandwidth for you to download the show, an external hard drive where we keep all the recordings, even snacks for the guests. But we do accept donations from our friendly and generous listeners. So if you are currently employed, if you've enjoyed our podcast, if you have a couple bucks you can throw our way, just go to shakytownradio.com donate click on the PayPal button and throw some money our way, and we'll keep bringing you these chats, these conversations, these in-depth interviews with creative folks living in Los Angeles and pursuing their passions. That's what Gene and I are doing. We're pursuing our passions, and we appreciate all the help we can get. Cool. So now what we're going to do really quick is just... uh... If you don't mind, that's what
2: I'm I'm Andy Wood, you're and to Shaky I'll Town Plus, Radio Sure. Go for it. I'm Andy Wood, and you're listening to Shaky Town... Ta- Damn it. Shaky Town Radio Hour? Yeah. One more time. I think we got it. No, no. Come <laughs> well, on, let me do it. Is this still going? Okay. I'm Andy Wood, and you're listening to Shaky Town Radio Hour.
1: All right. In the upcoming weeks, we will have Kira Hesser of gallows humor and of her own stand-up fame on the show. We will be talking to BB McPherson, uh, formerly of Bibi and Surge, a Tucson band, but has been performing in L.A. for quite a while now. And we will also have artist and uh, music promoter, Angelina Elise.
2: You sounded surprised like she's a music promoter. Like that's just fact. Just
1: I'm actually, you know, I knew her primarily as a music promoter and, and gotten to know more about her as an artist because um, she's been Doing more of uh, you know, she did uh, old time music in Los Angeles. She used to book for Hyperion Tavern, um, but really now she's doing more like art stuff and, based on a Long Beach. So, very cool. Uh, those are some home of the folks,
2: Home of Bob Marley days, yeah,
1: <laughs> Home of Bob Marley days. So, we'll have some of those folks on the, the the cast here. The pod,
2: uh, did you just apostrophe cast? I this did, thing? I had a
1: big old apostrophe at the end of the, <sighs> the beginning of cast. In the next few weeks. That saddens mm-hmm. me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> As always, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, all our Twitter handles are at and then our names. So at Bob Schreiner, at Brody Hubbard, at Gene George. You can find the show at Shakytown Radio and the website shakytownradio.com. Oh, oh,
2: and Libby Ward is at sneakyvarmint. B- breaking the hole. Yes,
1: Libby Ward's uh, on assignment right now.
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah. Uh, anything else people should pay attention to?
0: Just where they're putting their feet. Especially at Coachella, dude.
1: Yeah, that sounds
0: fair. Well, thank you, guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Always good. Thanks for nothing. nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, this is Bob Schreiner. I'm Gene George.
2: And I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Stay out of the porta potties at Coachella,
0: assholes. Thank you.
1: The song you're hearing is Here Am I by The Tremulants. We'll miss you, Marco.